episode thank you for coming back and listening to more thanks, thanks. An avocado, An avocado. <laughs> <laughs> oh if you uh, haven't figured it out by now by the first episode um we are called what's with the neighbors what's with the neighbors and i'm brie i'm amy Hey, and we are a true crime and paranormal. Oh, yeah. We didn't say that. <laughs> People were probably like, let's give this a shot. Let's it's about it. neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's okay. They're like trying to get it's it. in the description, guys. <laughs> They're like, oh, advice for our neighbors, like our terrible neighbors. <laughs> These people are clearly having problems. <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Let's see what they can suggest. I don't know about you, but those are the type of neighbors we do. <laughs> Paranormal. Ghosts and murderers. <laughs> um, that is not why our podcast is called that, by the way. Again, no. little refresher. Me and Amy are neighbors. We live four doors down. Or I live four doors down. I live four doors down. You live four doors up, I feel like. Oh, I guess you go deeper into the neighborhood. So yeah. she and lives four doors down. You live four doors up. We live four doors away from each other. How about that? Yeah. Here we go. Like the band. Like the Again, band. But it's not. It's not the band. Four doors. It's three doors down. down. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It's fine. How so, are you today? I'm good. Um, I'm playing with my new toy you got me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, a message board. What? Oh, a, a message board from beyond. Not from beyond. It's not. It's not like that. That was creepy. That was. <laughs> it's ghost. <laughs> ghost. It's just. Leon. It must be what that is. <laughs> and uh, also, here we have Leon here. Yes. Um, our handy dandy employee. He's actually not handy at all. He does yeah. nothing he but does sleep nothing. and lay in. He's so cute. Yeah, we uh, we asked him to write something down or something, and, and he didn't. Yeah. So. We asked him to write something clever down on the board back there, and he wrote something clever. Something clever. So there you have it. Thanks, Leon. Thanks, Leon. You're really helpful. We might have to fire you. So uh, how about we open up with a little neighborhood drama? Ooh, what's going on? What's going on with the neighbors? I will start it. Yeah, I will start it since um, you're clearly very busy. I'm busy playing. That message board. (laughs) That was very cool. Message board. Message board. Uh, So my neighbors, I can't stand them. Not really. I have great neighbors. This is uh, some stories that we've found online, um, Facebook groups, Reddit, um, you know, all that fun stuff. So I have first. Okay. Under neighborhood drama. Boats and hoes. That's what Amy put on the message board. That's what took her so long to do. <laughs> all right. Boat, boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. Yeah. Uh, so I, my first story is I have a neighbor. That puts pressure on the city's office to check and see whether or not our backyard is clean enough. <laughs> this sounds like my husband, actually, because he complains about some people. Me? <laughs> no, people, people who present our yes, neighborhood. Yes. I know. 
He's like, I just want to go mow their lawn. <laughs> and now that you, I mean, I've always known about it, but now that we've talked about it, I see it every day. It's, so, it's, it's like, come on now. You're representing out there. It's a jungle. We need to like a machete. We get through there to the, to the door. <laughs> the poor mailman. <laughs> That's what we should have. Charlotte and Alice dress up as like jungle people with machetes and like little just hats on <laughs> to the front door. Cut your damn grass, man. <laughs> It's not Halloween. Yeah, it was needed. (laughs) This is Alaska. Not your yard is not Alaska. It's your yard. (laughs) But uh, the neighbor that puts pressure on the city's office to check and see whether or not our backyard is clean enough. We, that family, is my family and I, and we are not the cleanest people. (laughs) I mean to say we do not really care if our lawn is infested with dandelions or other weeds so they it doesn't they, they mow their grass but they don't care about the dandelions like that's okay yeah it's not that bad no. uh we still mow but we do not treat it the guy in question takes pictures of our so-called scrappy yard and asks the city's inspector to penalize us if we do not cooperate with his standard of beauty This is real stuff. Like, holy crap. Um, This is from at Starniak. Starniak. I don't know. Um, But yeah, that's that's, that's ridiculous. That's so mean. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to sue you or I'm going to have the cops come down on you because you have some dandelions in your yard. (laughs) There's an ant pile in there. (laughs) So one time I'm in a Facebook group that I'm in. It's not a neighborhood Facebook group, but it was like a group where like I need help someone give me advice type of group and she was saying that her whole yard had a bunch of dandelions in it and her neighbor was complaining about it and uh everyone in the group was like suggesting like okay well dandelions are actually like good for the environment i don't know if that's true or not they're good for you they're really good for you for, for the environment oh i don't I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. That's what people were saying. And they're like, you know what? You should just get rid of all your grass and just plant nothing but dandelions. <laughs> all the dandelions. They're easy to spread. So I, know. It be hard. I know. Just feed them. Just feed them. Just find some dandelion things that dandelions like. And just throw it all in your yard and they'll just overgrow the grass. <laughs> it would be so soft to walk on them. That would be. They're so soft. And they're, so, they're pretty when they're yeah. blue. Yeah. Do you remember the little thing that you do as a kid? Do you like butter? Did you never do that? Okay, maybe I was the only one. Um, but you get like a dandelion. We used to do it with us off all the time. We used to pick a dandelion and put it up to your face and be like, oh, if your face turns yellow against the dandelion with your face, then that means you like butter. It always does it because the reflection. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know that. Everybody likes butter. <laughs> maybe that was just something we did. I don't know. If Have any- you ever done it when they, they turn into the other? The- yeah, like the wish thing. Yeah. And you're like, make a wish. And the person goes, blow <gasps> no, and shove it them. in their mouth. I'd be so mad if someone did that to me. You done it to Alice. <laughs> You're such a great mom. I know. You are. You are. <laughs> she really wanted her wish to come true. Eat it. Eat it. <laughs> you hungry? Here you go. Make a wish. Make a wish. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Good times. Good times. Yeah. People are mean. They are. <laughs> like people who shove dandelions. <laughs> okay. All right. 
I I do appreciate because our lawnmower has been broken for years and my lovely husband refuses to get it fixed or fix it or get a new one. And so I'm always like hustling to get someone to mow our small little patch of grass. My husband. <laughs> yeah, your husband. <laughs> and so if it's like, we'll wait like a couple months in between mowings. I am so glad that I'm, no one can drive past my house. It's not that bad. It's not. It's because of all the shade. I yeah. Think. The sh- a lot of shade. Yeah. It doesn't grow very fast, but it's I'm good. like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm in the back so i'm not expected yeah exactly i'm not expected to follow rules. like most of the people on our on our road like have pristine yards except for a few yeah i i wouldn't qualify your yard for that people love i don't count dirt yeah we have a lot of gravel and dirt yeah so yeah. It's kind of hard to grow grass. You should see our backyard now. Is it good? It's Does a jungle. Better? Oh, really? That's yeah. good. It means yeah. you can get grass back there. Yeah, it's fun for like to walk through because it's like the height of me. So we should gear up in our jungle stuff and go through your backyard. Yes. Yeah. And then go to the river. Yeah. When Leon like will get out, I have to like look at the like I can't see him, so I just wait for like the, the <laughs> start moving. The That's so creepy. <laughs> Like during one of those quiet, scary movies yeah. where you're watching the cornfield and watching something oh, closer to the you. raptors in yeah. Jurassic World. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. That's not. What I just heard like. everybody. That sounded ears. like a uh, pterodactyl. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That was a pterodactyl. Ah. <laughs> um. Should I start off since you started off last? Go for it. Mine's really sad. So maybe we should start off with mine. If you cry, I will punch you. I do. Cry. I'm. I'm. <laughs> I'm a very emotional person. So we don't allow. I'm gonna be. A, I'm we, gonna be honest. But remember, we don't allow emotions in our friendship. So emotions are stupid. Emotions are stupid. That's our. That's our. That's what we say. That's our motto. There. Um, feelings are dumb. So mine is. It, it is really sad, um, and it involves a child, mm. a well-known child. So um, this is the story of Judith Barcy. You know her. So Judith Barcy was born on June. That was rude of me to assume, but you do know her. So, okay. So Judith Barcy was born on June 6, 1978. It's two days before my birthday. Sorry. <laughs> well, then you guys... Damn, you're old. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, Judith Barcy, Amy's older than me. Okay, by like four months. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Judith Barcy was born on June 6, 1978 in L.A., California. Um, her parents, Joseph and Maria Barcy, were Hungarian immigrants who fled their, to the, fled their country during the 1956 Soviet occupation, uh, both Joseph and Marie were abused as children. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't play together. Joseph had um, a wife before Maria, um, and he fled Hungarian or Hungary. Yeah, Hungary. They, yeah, so he fled Hungary with his first wife and his two kids. just eat something? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) 
Hungary. Is it Hungary or Hungary? I think it's Hungary. Yeah. Austria, Hungary. Yeah. 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 Okay. So once they were settled in New York, um, he instantly became abusive, an abusive alcoholic to his wife and the two kids. Um, and so his first wife, Clara, took off to Arizona with her kids and he tried to follow her and fix things, but he didn't fix things. He just kept being abusive and an alcoholic. So um, she filed for a divorce and out of anger, he threw a cast iron skillet at her but luckily he did leave after that um so he moved to california to become a plumbing contractor new life new me Mm. new state new me new life new me i like that yeah um so in 1976 joseph would frequent a cafe maria worked at uh he would show off to her by drink, buying drinks for all of his buddies oh. with hundred dollar bills. Wow, you're a real cool guy. Well, it worked because they hit it off and were married in 1977. Uh. And like immediately after, she got pregnant with Judith. Mm. So, um, Judith, uh, obviously she was born, and then uh, Maria, she had like this. Hollywood star vision for Judith and like immediately like even from a very young age was like grooming her to like have like the manners and etiquette of a movie star and whatnot um and their friends were skeptical they're like "Mm, I mean the chances are slim that she's gonna become a movie star but they proved her wrong because uh they heard that there was uh a commercial shooting down at the local ice rink and so her and her mom went down there and that's when the cameraman discovered judith in 1983 and her career started off um and she was the happy face for the donald duck orange juice commercial oh shit yeah okay so um and then sh- after that she signed with harry gold and associates talent agency um, and she was a star for over 70 commercials. Damn. Um, Campbell's Soup, McDonald's, Rocky Road Cereal, and Jif Peanut Butter. Like, Dang, she took of- off. She did. Um, but her big break was actually in 1984 in the movie Fatal Vision, which was a movie about true events of a man who murdered his wife and children. Um, that's a little close to home. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So before Judith's acting career, her family struggled financially. Um, they lived in a tiny apartment and, you know, collected welfare. But once her career took off, she was making well over $100,000 a year. And her dad did not like that. He was like, well, I got to work harder because my child. Competing with her. Yeah. My child, who is like not even six, is making more money than me, which I don't. I I have a hard time understanding that, but okay. Right. Yeah. So uh, that led him to drink even more. He got three DUIs and started to take his anger out on jo- Judith and Maria. That's he just started yelling at them and stuff like that. Um, and at, after Judith's birthday, they moved into a three bedroom home um, in Kenoga Park. Kenoga Park. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that the dad did was install a iron spiked iron fence around the house, which 
when you look at the times, like those were actually kind of common, but <clears throat> a weird thing, just like one of those like extra things that he did to be abusive. Right. Um, uh, Maria and Judith's relationship was described as extremely close. They uh, always were together. Maria hardly ever left Judith's side. Um, and in 19. 19- 86, Joseph, that's when he started to actually abuse them, uh, treat, uh, threatening them that he would, like, burn down the house if they ever left and and just okay. awful things like that. Yeah. Uh, and so then, this is how you know her. This is when Judith booked an animated film, The Land of Born Time. <gasps> she is the voice of Ducky. Oh, yeah. baby. Yeah. So that movie makes me cry. I know. Um, which that was a big deal for her. That was like the first one of the first, like for a kid, like sure you're in a movie, but it's not a movie you're gonna actually watch. But to be in a movie that you're gonna actually watch and you're the one of the voices, right? That's a big deal for her. Yeah. So uh uh that's when uh Joe's the their friends noticed that Joseph like didn't really care they're like aren't you excited and he's like uh like whatever not a big deal sort of thing he wasn't enthusiastic about it um and that's when joseph and maria's relationship started to get pretty strained um they if they talked they were arguing they really didn't have a whole lot to say to each other um and then on judith's eighth birthday it was at a local bowling alley and when asked where Joseph was, Maria flat out said, oh, he's drinking at home. Um, <laughs> uh, and so they're like, okay, like, what the heck? And so uh, just before, a few days before Christmas, Maria filed a police report stating that Joseph punched her in the face and attempted to strangle her. But since there was no evidence, they she couldn't file charges. Um, and then... Uh, Judith's friend w- friends were also scared. Judith's friends were actually scared of her dad. Also, he would um, be very intimidating yeah, towards them. Were. Yeah, he, he would like use that dad voice that are like super scary. You know what I'm talking Dude, about? My dad had a dad voice, and it was super quiet. Ooh, I don't when my dad that. like got like really quiet, you're like, "All right, I'm listening." <sighs> That's so scary. Yeah. But you know, like a a bigger yeah, man, masculine. Like, yeah, my dog voice that I use on my dog. Yeah, yeah. Get over here. Yes, that. And so it's just very scary. And then one time, one of them showed up to Judith's house to ask, like, "Oh, can Judith play?" And the dad was like, "Oh, that little ass. She went to a, a photo shoot." Yeah. Um. Jealous. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, like, and that's what I said. He's like green with envy. Jealousy was oozing from his pores. Like, yeah, clearly insane. Um, they once had a dinner party and everyone was praising Judith for her success. Like, hey, you're like in the land before time. This is amazing. This is awesome. So proud of you. And, um, so she left it, like she went, left the room and went to the kitchen and her dad followed her, grabbed her by the, her ponytail and threw her to the ground. Mm. And um, the next day, because dad of the year, 
he went out and got her a pink television and apologized. Um, that makes it better. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, February 1987, Judith landed a supporting role in a big Hollywood film, which was Jaws. What? Yeah. And she was in a ton of movies. I've actually never seen that. Never seen Jaws? Mm-mm. That's one of the ones that's on my list. Yeah. Yeah. So she was in a, a supporting role in Jaws. Um, so her and her mom had to fly out to the Bahamas. And Judith, uh, obviously, like, super excited. You get to do a... Uh, destination filming like that's so dope yeah um and so she was busy packing her bags when her dad came in closed the door behind him and he had a kitchen knife in his hand put it to her neck and said if you and your mom don't come back after filming i will cut your throat yeah so that was fun for her let's don't come back right he's not gonna go all the way to the bahamas and go cut your throat like go don't understand these situations i know because i've never been in one right yeah so yeah no i don't can't really say well it's just really sad like mm. normal normally dads would be like honey break a leg like i'm so proud of no, you no he was like break a fucking leg yeah i hate you but come back because i hate you oh, and i want man. to torture you more yeah um so maria and judith they actually really enjoyed their time in the Bahamas when she wasn't filming. She was like spending every waking moment on the beach with her mom. As well deserved. Yeah. And um, Maria even confessed to the other stage moms that she was like scared to go home. She kept saying like, yeah, I really am not looking forward to going home. Like I'm scared. And um, it, it got to the point, which is really heartbreaking because she expressed her fear so much that no one really actually took her seriously. And it got to the point, like, oh, my gosh, here she goes again, like, rolling their eyes. And, yeah, which I'm sure they felt terrible afterwards. Oh, I'm sure. But, I mean, there there are people out there that do. Yeah. Just to get attention. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it was the time, so too. Like, 1980s, like, we're, we're, abuse was really, like, a hush-hush sort of thing. Like, you're not supposed to talk about Your it. Your husband wouldn't do that. Yeah. So, um. After filming, they didn't go back to L.A. right away, surprisingly. They stopped in New York to visit uh, Maria's brother. But Joseph called and asked to speak to Judith. And he said, do you remember the threat I made to you? And she's like, yeah. He's like, okay, come home. And so she insisted uh, to her mom and that they needed to cut the short trip short. And so they went back to L.A. the next day. Uh, which is so sad because like you could have just stayed in New York. Yeah, he wasn't gonna go there. No. So with lots of insist. Oh, so while they were in the Bahamas, Joseph found another woman and showered her with expensive gifts. Which it wasn't even his money, but it was his daughter's money. Yeah. Wow. Um. And when Maria and Judith returned to LA, he the affair did continue. Um, meanwhile, Maria was actively searching on how to get a divorce lawyer. Like she was trying to do it secretly. So because she'd piss him off if he found out. Well, yeah, exactly. So, and I'm sure at the time, like you can't just Google it. <laughs> so times have changed. Yeah. Um, the neighbors were pretty aware of the abuse, also. I mean, he wasn't a quiet man. He was not ashamed of what he was doing. They were probably like, What's with the neighbors? Yeah, 
that's exactly what they were saying. And they were also very terrified for Judith. Um, and one of their neighbors even offered their home for a safe haven. Aww. But Maria declined. That would probably piss them off even more. Oh, yeah. That's probably why she declined. And yeah. it's, they're right there, obviously. They're yeah. neighbors. That, <clears throat> it wouldn't. It's not a very good hiding spot. No, but it was very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in May of 1988, Maria rented an apartment secretly for daytime refuge. So they would go there, like, say, like, mm. oh, we have a photo shoot. And then, like, go over to the apartment. Take press. Yeah. And then have to go back home at night. Um, but... Uh, Judith also started to show signs of stress from the abuse. Uh, she would pull out her eyelashes and eyebrows oh, and would even pluck her cat's whiskers. Oh. Yeah. Um, but because she was taught composure, manners, and how to act, obviously, she was an actor, actress, her school didn't notice anything. <clears throat> yeah. So Maria took, he's dreaming. Um, So Maria took Judith to a therapist, and after one session, uh, the therapist reported to the authorities of child abuse, which, obviously. um, And CPS launched an investigation, but the worker assigned to her case already had 67 active cases, which is 20, Uh, over 20. So they got bumped down to the list. Yep. 20, that, that was 20 more over a full caseload. So. Wow. Come on, people. Yeah. Um, and so the worker actually never visited their home and shut the case after Maria said, like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, trying to get a divorce lawyer. So the. the so everything's fine now. Yep. So they just shut the case down. Um, Maria. um uh, tried to actually drive Joseph out of the house at one point. She stopped doing the laundry and doing the dishes um, and cleaning the house. Uh, her sister even was like, like, dude, your house is disgusting. Like, <laughs> clean it. And she's like, no, it's like a tactic. I'm trying to get him out of the house. I have my reasoning. I have my reasonings. Um, and then one evening, um, Judith was visiting friends and family. And she said to them, like, I'm afraid to go home. I'm scared my dad is miserable and I know he wants to kill my mom. Like all of these things that people there. It could have been stopped so much sooner. And they were like crying out for help and no one was helping them. Um, And it's not like he was hiding it. He was like the neighbors knew. And no one was helping. Um, The only reason why Maria hadn't left like and gone into hiding with Judith was because she knew it would ruin Judith's career which I'm I don't know if it's because like the press or what that doesn't make any sense but that's what her excuse was to her friends and family um so on July 10th 1988 Maria was moving boxes from the home to the apartment and Joseph followed her and he's like what are you doing and she's like oh I'm helping a friend move and um I don't know if she was like slowly moving their stuff in, but she did tell uh, Joseph's daughter, her stepdaughter, that she's, uh, if anyone's going to move out of the house, it's going to be Joseph because we work too hard for this house, which 
I'm sorry, nothing's more important than your safety. So uh, I think that was a little prideful of her. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then word must have gotten back to him because um, that she said that because he then told his friend that he was going to kill Maria. Mm-hmm. And his friend, Peter, the one that he told was like, what would happen to Judith? And he's like, well, I'll have to kill her too. So um, on the morning of July 25th, 1988, Judith went on a bike ride and missed an appointment with the studio. And it was reported that it was because her parents got into an argument. And that night, uh, Judith and Maria fell asleep. Judith entered, or excuse me. That night, after Judith and Maria fell asleep, Joseph entered Judith's room and shot her. Maria heard the gunfire and ran down the hallway towards the room, and she met Joseph in the hallway. She struggled with him, but he eventually shot her. And for two days, he didn't leave the house. He just sat there with the bodies. Yep. That's. Mm. Yeah. Um, And then, like, Judith. Damn it. Yep. Even Judith's agent called. She's like, uh, I need to talk to Judith. And her, uh, Joseph was said, oh, a black car came and took them away. I'm only here to say goodbye to them, which is very, a very bizarre yeah. thing for him to say. Um, and said that they're, they're at an appointment. Yeah. She's at a friend's house. Yeah. And so, I'm only here to say goodbye to them was a very bizarre yeah. thing to say also. Um, on July 7th, 1988, a little after 8, 8 a.m., a neighbor was watering her garden and heard a loud explosion coming from their home. And suddenly the home was up in flames and two bodies were found, a 48-year-old Maria and 10-year-old Judith with a cap to a gasoline tank a few feet from Judith's body. Um, and they also found Joseph's body in the garage, uh, obviously dead, to a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Yeah. So on uh, August 9th, Judith and Maria were, did I say that their house was on fire? Yes. Okay. Uh, On July, on August 9th, Judith and Maria were buried next to each other in an unmarked grave in the Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Hollywood Hills. And eventually they were in unmarked graves because no one claimed them. Okay. And then eventually there was a fund, uh, donations from fans to have their graves marked. So uh, fans of Judith, like they got money together to pay for the markings or the grave sites for them. Um, and then Judith's final film was All Dogs Go to Heaven. She's the little, the voice of the little girl in that movie. Yeah. Um, which was released a year after her death. And the song in the movie, Love Survives, is written in her memory. Aww. Yeah. So that is a super sad story. really sad. Of Judith uh, Barcy. <sighs> uh, super heavy. But uh, I just, child, uh, child abuse is, I'm a huge Spouse. advocate for. Yeah, and special spousal abuse. I'm a huge advocate for child abuse. Well, mostly mm-hmm. sexual child abuse, but uh, it needs to be talked about more. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you suspect something or think something isn't right in the home. Yeah. Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. Don't 
because you could be saving someone's life. You, yeah. It might not be. It might, it not, might not be, be not, anything. Yeah. And but, it's, hopefully it's not. Yeah. And the chance that it is, like, you could be saving someone's life. Absolutely. Say something. Oh, that's so sad. Yep. Babies. Oh, I hate stories about babies. I know. Because we have our own babies. <laughs> made, made my stomach hurt reading that. that. that Give me chills several times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Let me lift up your spirits. <laughs> Uh-huh. Full of that them, was man. a knee slapper. Good one. That was a good high five. Too. <laughs> that was a good high five. I'm gonna drink this uh, water. Do it. Drink the water. It's actually just Dr Pepper now. It it probably does. Doesn't just taste like Dr Pepper. Yeah, it tastes just like it. It's it so but it's weird because you smell it and then you drink it and you're like, that's not what I just smell. So weird. That's <laughs> ah. awesome. Um, so, uh, I did one close to my hometown where I grew up. We got to pull your microphone closer oh, to you. sorry. It's okay. Is go. this close enough? Hello? Can you hear me? No. Can you hear me? No. Can you hear me now? No. Can you speak up, please? Sorry. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes. I know what, I know what you're referring to. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. But I was also trying to mess with you. Sure. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Good. Yes, I know what you're referring to. Okay. What's that guy's name? He's he's not work with Verizon anymore. No, then he went to Sprint. Sprint. Yeah. Sprint. Spirit. Um, so like my pineapple. I do. I love that you're using. I figured so I when I got you stuff, I figured you could use stuff for like while we're recording. I figured chapstick is Ooh, good to have perfect. on hand. Mint. And um, mints because the microphone doesn't want no stinky breath. Yeah. So. And I don't either. So, you know, it's thank cool. you. <laughs> so, I did a uh, story on a uh, place that's close to home, <clears throat> about 30 to 40 minutes from where I used to live. I grew up in a little town called uh, Goose Creek, South Carolina, um, right out uh, right outside of Charleston. South so, they Carolina. have goose eggs? No. No, but we'd have goose, like, goose were like, I guess big thing. I don't know. Canadian geese? No, I don't think so. We were in the south. We were in the south. They poop everywhere. Yes, they're awful. I don't know. I don't know why it's called Goose Creek, actually. Okay, this story is not about Goose Creek. What? Shout out to Goose Creek. What up? Sorry, guys. Um, Represent. Represent. Follow us on my home. Anyway, (laughs) uh, so my story this week is on the old Charleston jail. Oh, yeah. One of the most haunted places in America. No, actually. Um, I have I want to go there so bad, especially in the evening, like in the evening at night um, on a tour. Yeah. Yep. They sure do. Um, so to warm you up a little bit for the story, I got a quote from one of my resources, ghostlytours.com. And to start out, they said, the infamous grounds of captivity in the city of Charleston, South Carolina, is the old Charleston jail. It's a prison so dark and gothic in appearance, you would swear you are looking at the pages from a Batman comic come to life. I like how it's Batman <laughs> <I know>. comic. <laughs> and like Gotham's Blackgate prison, since the old Charleston jail has existed, it has housed some of the most crazed criminals imaginable. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's to start it off. Um, I got some history on it. 
so prior to the jail, um, the four acre lot it resided on was actually set aside for public use. Um, it served as a poorhouse, not a whorehouse, poorhouse. What's a poorhouse? Poor I knew you were going to ask me that. I'm not really sure. I Leon, tried to look it. it up. There's a couple of things in here that I wasn't 100% on that I couldn't okay. figure out. Um, I'm going to assume they pour them soup. I assume it was for people who didn't have a home and just lived oh, there. Um, <laughs> like a, like a women's, what is that called? Like a woman's shelter? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Refuge. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, That's for abused people. They, they definitely just serve poor good soup. Yeah. This is for like homeless people. Good soup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's a TikTok. Oh. <laughs> Um, it also served as a hospital and a workhouse for slaves. So it was, it had a lot of history on it prior to it even being in jail. So shit went down already. Um, lastly, it was a jail and it was operational from 1802 to 1939. Holy so smokes. yeah, it worked for 137 years. This is old. Yeah. It, it's, it's seen a lot. It's been through the whole start of charleston and not the end of it charleston's still what's up so um, through it all yeah civil war all that fun stuff pirates cool shit pirates. yeah pirates of the caribbean <laughs> <laughs> um so in 1822 uh a renowned architect designed a fireproof four-story wing which was later demolished so the current octagonal wing um could be added in 1856 um so they did some renovations to it, made it look real pretty. Um, 50 years into its operation, it went under uh, an additional remodeling process, and it also gained another wing. Um, and in 1886, um, the rear tower was damaged so severely um, by the earthquake of 1886. <clears throat> Um, so they actually See, had they to... have earthquakes over there. Oh, not really, but they're actually due for like a really heavy one. Oops, for like a really heavy one, um, like that again. Because like in school, um, we had a specific class for South Carolina history that we had to learn about. My favorite. It was super cool. It's cool to learn about your, is, your yeah. roots. <clears throat> um, but I know that they had talked about the 1886 earthquake, and like there are cracks there that are still there in Charleston. From the earthquake, like in the buildings, um, on the ground, everywhere, um, just from that earthquake. But they're actually due for like, like overdue for a heavy earthquake like that one day. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Like, because they sit like right on the line, I believe. Um, so, yeah, that remodeling process was actually removed, um, as was the fourth uh, original floor. The prison was built to house 130 inmates. And as, at its busiest, it held 350. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it was um, overcrowded. Like, yeah. Three times over capacity. Very overcrowded. So it's um, always been a problem. Yeah. At, yeah. <laughs> at one point, like um, during the Civil War, it served as a PO prisoner of war camp. Um, and they held so many Union soldiers Jeez. there that they had to sleep outside. Yeah. Why don't they um, just run up? Oh, because there's walls. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why don't yeah. they just run away? Yeah. No. <laughs> it's fenced in. And there's guns. So yeah. uh, the cells themselves were three by three feet. So living space. If you go there on the tour, you can see like the floor is still marked where the cells were. They don't have the cells up, but they do have like one. I think it's like on display that you can go inside and stuff. 
but yeah, the living conditions were terrible. Can you believe that I wrote that in my notes? So I won't forget it. <laughs> terrible. You get it? Terrible. <laughs> I follow them. You're so Mom funny. jokes. You're so <laughs> funny. <laughs> I know. Um, the food was often bad and infected with maggots. Um, there was very little fresh water. And the latrines, I love saying that word, but it's a disgusting word. Do you know what latrines are? Like no. sewer, like a poop, like where you poop. Oh, yeah. Um, like open. They were commonly backed up and overflowing. So there was poop everywhere and sewage. Ew. It was gross. Um, so it was um, so unsanit- unsanitary and unhealthy that while the guards would actually walk up and patrol the halls, um, you can hear a crunching while they were stepping. Ew! Do I guess what the crunching was? Dry poo? It was lice eggs. Ew! <laughs> I knew I was going to get a gag out of you. Uh, it would get so bad that the inmates would actually grab like their whatever they had like their razors or their knives and like shade each other to try to get rid of the lice yeah (laughs) also um i know i know i know like every time i read through this i like itched (laughs) (laughs) um they if, if going there now you can see they called it graffiti. It's like there's scratch marks on the on yeah, the walls. Yeah. They're still there, like days that they would count. Um, so you can still see that. Um, the way the jail was set up to house the prisoners um, was for like the worst criminals were on like uh, what's it the same floor, and then the second worst criminals another floor, and the least and right so on. Um, so the first floor was set up for the gentleman criminals. I looked it up so many times and it kept on saying like, gentlemen, oh, a nice man, a good man or a polite man. No, um, gentlemen, criminal criminals from what I gathered, um, was for like men who would like charm people to like steal minor things like pickpocket, oh. I guess, um, trick people, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm. Not I'm not a hundred percent on that one, but I, I looked it up over and over and over, and that's all I could find was something like that. What I pictured was like a blue collar criminal, or not blue, like white collar criminal. Well, there were like the least worst that were there. Um, the second floor was for the debtors and the sex workers. Because we don't call them prostitutes anymore. (laughs) For the sex workers. Um, Debtors, people owe like a big lump sum of money. Like, I don't know, bought a house and never paid for it, I guess. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who actually owns a house at our age? (laughs) (laughs) Taylor Swift? (laughs) Yeah, probably. Maybe Justin Bieber. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, They probably actually still have a mortgage, too. Lucky. Um, the third floor was for the murderers and major thieves. Um, the inmates on the third were usually hanged in the gallows um, that were actually located right there in the prison floor or right there in the prison yard. So like a lot of the prisoners could like yeah. watch when people were being hanged. Um, many also died of uh, natural things like not natural, but like right. injuries, sickness, homicides and sickness and all that fun stuff. Right. Natural causes. Very nasty place. Well, um, I mean, if you're hanging out with lice and maggots and poo and all that bacteria, like, I can't imagine all of the deaths from... I mean, diseases. they say rub some dirt in it, but that's a little that's, bit much. 
that's not what they mean. That's not what they mean. No. Um, so the inmates and their deaths, I mean, this place was run for 137 years, so I don't have time to go over all the deaths and I'm sure they don't have all of them individually. Um, but I can tell you that there were 14,000 deaths there. Oh my gosh. That doesn't surprise me for how long it is run, but yeah, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. And not all were, were guilty. Um, like the first, I, I, I have four major people in here. The first one, Denmark Vesey. Um, he's really famous in South Carolina. Um, Uh he was actually a slave and he was infamous for leading a slave uprising in Charleston. Um, he bought his own freedom after winning the lottery. I believe he tried to free his family, but they wouldn't allow him to do that. That's rude. Yeah. And, um, he, so he had planned to help free other slaves, um, by murdering the slave owners. So go him. Good job. Um, I don't believe he actually did it. Um, he was convicted of being the leader of the rising. That's what they called it. And he was executed in 1822. So yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, another famous person that was there, um, famous, um, was, and I'm going to butcher this name. It's okay. Uh, he was French. Jacques. J-A-C-Q-U-E. So I'm going to guess it's Jacques. Jacques Alexander Tardy. You did um, it. I, I, the rest of the name was easy, but Jacques. Um, he was one of the evilest pirates of all time and held there after attempting to steal a pirate boat, pilot boat. So, I mean, he didn't really do anything big, but um, I guess he was really bad uh, along with other pirates that were actually there. So, yeah, um, he was convicted of attempted theft in 1825 and he only served 20 or served two years sorry not and he years. got let out yeah yeah but he died not that long after because he actually went back to his ways no he went back to his ways and i'm pretty sure he, he actually slit his throat i believe oh i think my. he killed himself he didn't die that's still dying but yeah <laughs> uh the most notorious inmates held here were the fishers john and lavina fisher which i'm not I'm going to get into it as much as I need to, okay. but I really think you should think about covering her. Oh. Because it's a good one. Okay. Um, so, Lavina Fisher has made her mark on history by being the America's first female serial killer. Feminism. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, you, shouldn't, you still shouldn't her. kill people. Yeah. Probably, you probably have. Yeah. Um, together, they owned an inn six miles outside of uh, Charleston named the Six Mile House. Original. <laughs> <laughs> it was an inn for many devious gang members and outlaws. It was also a stopping point for business and tradesmen en route from to and from business. Um, the two worked together to rob these men of their money and valuables. Uh, Lavina mm-hmm. would use her beauty to lure them in and invite them, make them feel comfortable, um, feed them. Um, then she would serve them a cup of tea with toxic oleander. O- oh. Oleander? Is uh-huh. that right? Uh, which would make them really sleepy. Right. So after retiring to bed, they would go into a deep sleep and John, her husband, would swoop in and take anything of value. Okay. Um, so because they didn't want to get caught and they wanted to keep up their evil scheme, um, some say that John would stab the victims to death and others would say that there was a trap door built underneath the beds that would drop the victims into a cellar. Oh, so, 
Um, either way, the corpses, there were many guest corpses found like underneath the inn. <gasps> so, um, yeah. They eventually got caught in 1819 and they were convicted of highway robbery because, what? yeah, they had, it was lack of evidence. Um, Not just the bodies in there. Exactly, right? Well, okay. Right. Um, but it was a capital offense at the time for the highway robbery. So okay. they were uh, sentenced to death. Um, and they were hanged in 1820. So John's exit, um, he sounds like his tummy's growling. <laughs> uh, John's exit was very dramatic. Uh, his exit? Uh, before he was hanged. Oh, okay. Um, so he wrote a letter and had a reverend read at his uh, execution stating that he was innocent. Oh, and that the judicial process was flawed. Then the, the, he, he's not wrong there. Exactly. But, but you yeah, come own on, up, man. Yeah. You're gonna die regardless. Um, then he asked for the crowd's forgiveness. Did they forgive him? No. So Lavina, on the other hand, <laughs> she went out. Oh man, she she went out. I, I don't wanna I don't wanna encourage murder or anything, but she kind of went out like a boss, but a mm. terrifying bad yeah. this is not good. Um, she insisted on wearing her wedding gown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, you might as well. Get your this is the hers. last time. Yeah. <laughs> by golly, I'm going to wear my wedding dress at least one more time. <laughs> and she was unwilling to go. I mean, who who would be? Yeah. And so she cried and she had to be carried kicking and screaming the whole way there. I also would be doing Exactly. That. Yeah. She yelled at the crowd and blamed them for her fate. Um, okay. yeah, she stood at the gallows writhing while the executioner struggled to tighten her noose. <laughs> so then she decided I'm going to go on my own terms and jump before the noose was properly tightened. <laughs> so it took her several minutes to actually die. Oh, so she no. struggled. She, yeah. yeah, she, she yep. She suffered. Um, and her last words were, if you have a message and want to send it to hell, give it to me and I'll carry it. Oh, yeah yeah she was don't mess with her all right so okay so that's all the fun little history today okay. i'm gonna talk about the paranormal experiences now Yay. um many say just walking by the jail itself you can get that you know hair standing up the goosebumps feeling <gasps> yeah uh, just that feeling of like overwhelmness like something is not right here yeah um which i've walked by it before but i i don't know if i knew what it was at the time Right. So. That's how I felt uh the railroad car in Pioneer Park here. When we're inside of it towards the back, I just feel like uneasy. Yeah, like like this. Oh my gosh, something feeling. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. You know, your body knows. You know, you know there's something not right. <laughs> um uh some have reported footsteps, EVPs, uh orbs, mist, scratches, uh banging and closing of doors. Often uh, women are targeted here, they say. And on Ghost Hunters, um, one of the crew members was scratched repeatedly throughout the entire lockdown. And she wasn't even like an investigator. She was just like a behind the scenes crew member. And she started out like she got her between her fingers scratched and then up her arm. And then I believe her other arm and then her stomach and her back. She was just getting scratched the entire time. And there were like yelling at like saying you're not allowed to hurt her don't hurt her um don't like stop doing this and all this other yeah like that's crazy oh my god yeah um uh, 
grabbing of the neck and choking. So that's fun. That's nope. Yep. Draw the line right there. I believe someone, I didn't put this down, but I want to say I remember them saying that during a tour, someone got a brick thrown at them. So they had to end tours. What? Yeah. So that's fun. Why would they end that? I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I believe they're still doing them. They oh, just okay. ended them for a minute and they were like, okay, we can't do this anymore. And then so we pissed somebody off. maybe they, maybe they put uh, like a waiver, which that Probably. would be smart. Yeah. Um, also people have seen figures reports say that from the street, you can see a female figure looking out from the third floor, which is suspected to be Lavina because uh-huh. she was up there um, and disembodied voices. On Ghost Adventures, uh, Zach was attempting to reach out to Lavina with the spirit box, asking about her last words. He said, and this is quote for quote, I watched this, this freaked me out. Okay. He said, when you were on the gallows, you said, if you have a message for the, and then immediately the voice box said, in a female voice said, the devil. Then Zach said, Lavina, and the spirit box replied, yeah. <gasps> Yeah. I was like, what? Oh, it was, it was so like, crazy. it was like one of their most clear EVPs that they've gotten. She's like, Eva? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lavina. 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 Yeah. Um, as for today, after its decommissioning in 1939, the old Charleston jail became property of the housing authority of Charleston and remained empty for the following decades. Um, in 2000, the American College of Building Arts acquired the jail for its campus and headquarters. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, on the show, they were, like, talking to the students and being like, oh, have you had any experiences here? And they're like, yeah, there was that one time. They had, like, uh, someone had left clay out and yeah. they'd walked away. And then when they came back, there was, like, scratches in it. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Ew, ew, like, ew, they were marking on the walls. Yeah. Um. They moved out, smart move, in 2016, <laughs> not because of the, not because of the hauntings, oh, but uh, okay. it was actually sold to a private developer. Um, the structure actually remains a historical landmark, as it should. Yeah. Um, and it's an ongoing project for the National Trust for Historical Preservation. So you can still do tours there now? I believe so. Uh, the Bulldog Tours do it. There. It's a they do a bunch of ghost tours in Charleston. Oh, um, I have some pictures. There's the jail, so the octagonal. Oh, yeah. That's such a beautiful building, though. That's one of the cages of a bunch of random people touring it. Ooh. Um, but yeah, little cage. It's and then or spirit figure. <gasps> That's so creepy. Yeah. There's a bunch of cool little things online that you can see about it. But yeah, if we ever go to Charleston, oh, yeah. we need to go. We gotta go. We gotta go to a lot of places in Charleston. I know. We've got a lot of uh, destinations. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was my story. Thank you for sharing. That's You're so welcome. creepy. I think the most creepy part is that um, scratches in the clay. Yeah, that is creepy. I don't like that mm-hmm. because it's so like modernized too. It's not like it. I don't know how to explain like it. Like they brought, they came, they're back from another time. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. That bugs me. Bugs yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Oh. Should we share a neighborhood story mm-hmm. to lighten the spirits? Heck yeah. <laughs> lighten the spirits. Uh-huh. Okay, so this story is from Reddit as well. Yes, it's from Reddit and it said, um, and this is by Tessie Fink. Um, I feel like sh- this is another one. I feel like the other name that I shared was by Tessie Fink. Maybe. Maybe, I don't know. Um, we have several crazy but harmless neighbors. 
except the one right next door. We, innocently enough, thought nothing to leave the blinds open on the side of the house that faced him, innocently enough. One morning, I was home alone and walked past the window, just in my bra and underwear. I glad. Why would you do that? I know, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I glanced towards the direction of his house, and he was standing there in his underwear, staring directly at me. <laughs> Hot chicks, 12 o'clock. I freaked out, dro- dropped to the floor, <laughs> and literally crawled Like you're not away. there? <laughs> his bedroom window was no more than 20 feet from our house. Every time we would look out or go outside, he would stand there. With his face pressed up against the window and stare at us while making weird chatty sounds with his teeth. How did you hear that, though? Yeah. How did you hear the chatty sounds? Come on now. (laughs) Somebody's a little bit exaggerated. You're not that hot, Susan. If you're that close to your neighbor, close the window. Exactly. No, we're not even that close to our neighbors. And I... And I have something that's covering my windows right outside. Yeah. And still, if I'm coming out of the shower, I make sure the damn curtains are closed yeah. just because like, you never know. You never know. Yeah. I mean, now we used to be completely private. We had trees blocking between us and our neighbors. And so we could go outside naked if we wanted to. <laughs> but recently we had the last couple of years, we cut down the, those trees. And one time I was, it was winter and I was looking, for, I think I was looking for an animal. Like I thought I heard something outside. And so I was shining the light and our neighbor was in the hot tub and she's like, I'm naked. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, like I shine the light towards her. <laughs> I didn't know it was pitch black over there. <laughs> oh man! I was like, "Oh, sorry." Oh man! <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's okay. Um, our house is right, like backed up to Leia's, and they're always on their porch. And I'll get up in the mornings, and I don't wear pants to bed. Yeah. And I'll open the door to let the dogs out. And I'm used to like living in private like that too. And yeah. I'll open the door and let the dogs out. And I'm just like, oh shit, I'm not wearing pants. I don't think they've ever seen anything. So that's good. But yeah. I, I try to be more mindful. <laughs> I'm like, don't knock on my door. Please don't. Or please knock on my please door. Knock on my door. <laughs> oh, that's why you want me to knock. Yeah. That's why. That's why I'm all for knocking on the doors. <laughs> You never know. Oh Plus, God. I have children that, but they're children. Yeah. I have children that constantly don't have clothes on. So, yeah. that it's wrestling a one-year-old to get clothes on. It's like an alligator. Yeah, I feel With like Steve Irwin. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Steve Irwin wrestling that greasy alligator. <laughs> She's a beaut. I say <laughs> She's a beaut. <laughs> I was too much Irwin's. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to uh, sign off, but uh, follow us on Instagram at uh, WWTN Podcast. And then our Facebook is What's With The Neighbors. Our website is What's With The Neighbors dot com and our Patreon, when this comes out, we'll have a Patreon account signed up. It will be patreon.com forward slash What's With The Neighbors. And um $5 a month gets you a video recording of us and see our beautiful faces. And um, one more thing that I was going to say. 
Oh, follow us on uh, Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. And if you're on iTunes, please leave us a review. Yes, review us, please. Please. Um, Be great. Yeah. And... Makes us look good. Yeah, it does. Just boost our self-esteem. Yeah, we don't, we need it a little bit. Let's be kind. Yeah. Be, have you checked on the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? <laughs>